Hello, everybody. This is Santiago from Sports Hour with Santi. This week, we're going to start things new. We're going to change things up a big bunch. We're going to be calling this show from now on, One Hour with Santi. Now, let me tell you this. It's not just going to be sports. We're still going to mention it, but it's not specifically sports. We're going to be, we're going to be talking all things uh, theme parks, movies, all kinds of stuff that interests me. Now, I'm pretty sure not everybody's into this kind of stuff with the theme parks and all that. I totally get it. But if you're interested, stick around because we got a lot of cover, a lot to cover this hour. And we'll look forward to it. And you'll still hear all of these songs that you've heard from last week and all the new ones that are in the future, of course. Take it away. My name is Thunder. And we are back. We do appreciate you guys listening to that song. In case if you're wondering where that song um, is first heard from, you may have heard it when you heard the Tampa Bay Lightning come out to the ice. That's their entrance song that they currently use, and it pumps you up, and it wakes you up like crazy. Now, let me tell you, this week is going to be much different. Like I've mentioned before, we're going to be talking all things sports, all things theme parks, all things movies, and all that. Now, today, we're going to be starting off by talking about Universal Orlando Resort. Now, we're going to split this up by parks. We're going to first talk about my personal favorite, Islands of Adventure. And let me tell you. It's extremely immersive. You gotta love this place, man. 
especially with this new coaster that's coming out later on in the summer. It's going to be insane. Now, what this park is well known for is is theming. Every so or every corner in each land or island they call it, you have so different many different themes and it's very unique. You can't find this in any other park or universal actually. Islands of Adventure is extremely unique and that's has some attractions where they started and then they duplicated everywhere else in other universal parks. And it's all in one big circle. Now, that's the biggest thing. I like the way the layout is where you start by going into the park and then you go left or right and it's all one big circle with a lagoon right in the center. So unique. I don't know any other park who does it like that. Although there are other theme parks who have like a special hub and then they split into different areas. But this one, you have to start left or right and then work your way around. So you go through the port of entry and you that's the main entrance, by the way, in case if you're wondering. And you hear this amazing music when you first enter to um, the entrance plaza for Islands of Adventure. You got I got to tell you, it's incredible just hearing it. It's very peaceful. And it sounds very marketish, and it, and it's themed to marketing, honestly, or like foreign markets or something like that, and that's the best feel. And you hear the Hulk, which is a coaster that I'll mention later, roaring in the background, which makes it even better. Now, as you enter into the park, you have these different shops. Um, it's very immersive. The theming just right away when you get into the park. It's so immersive, and you I gotta tell you, it's an amazing feeling when you get through the park, or through the entrance area, or the Main Street USA, the Universal version. Now, as you walk towards the lagoon, you have two choices to start at Marvel Superhero Island, or Seuss Landing. Now, I'll talk more about those in just one second, but once you go straight forward right now, You'll you'll have this uh, new rest zone, and by the way, you have to wear face masks when you go to these theme parks. And that area right there is a mask-free zone. So you walk in there, and then you have this amazing view of all the islands throughout the park. And it's basically like the whole overview. It's very immersive just by looking at it. It's so beautiful looking, and I gotta tell you. You'll definitely love it here. And it's my personal favorite. I would definitely... Out of the two parks... Either this or Universal. If you're a Florida a resident... And you're very familiar with Universal... You'll definitely know how it works. But for those who don't... It's home to three theme parks. Two right next to each other. And one is Volcano Bay. Which I'll mention... And another um, time in the next couple weeks. And then Universal next week. And it's so unique where you have to park in the parking garage that they have provided. And then they have these long walkways that you gets you to City Walk, or, which is like a shopping or eating complex. And then you have your choices of which two part of the two parks you want to go to. Now, and that's 
where we go in, we go to the left, and then we get into Islands of Adventure, go through Port of Entry, and then you choose the whichever side. Now, we're going to be going clockwise. So, going to your left, we're going to start at Marvel Superhero Island. Now, this area right here is so immersive. Um, every single island is very immersive. Now, with the theming and all that, and the music, the way it transitions from one island to another, it's very neat. And you hear the soundtrack, you don't hear just like um, natural um, or basic uh, music you hear through the radio. Now, the first ride you'll see there is not only the one and only The Incredible Hulk, which is a looping coaster that launches you through the tube. I gotta tell you, it's one heck of a ride. I, it's one of my favorites, and it goes up to 67 miles per hour. And recently, like a few years back, um, went through major rehab. They had to replace the whole track and then rebuild it. And it mainly because it was rough. Why didn't they just repaint it? I mean, it's better right now with the way it looks and it's more futuristic. But the problem is, is that they make this ride very like, um, again, future looking and everything else so comic looking. Nothing against it personally. I like it. But... It's just out of place, honestly. I mean, it used to be one of the car or the comic rides, but now it's its own thing. But as you got as you dive deeper, there's this little teacup ride um, right next to the Hulk. It's called Storm Force Accelatron. You won't be able to ride that now because it's currently closed at the moment due to COVID and. Um, costs to get, keep it running i mean they opened every single ride everything else but why not open that i mean it doesn't get it much love but the main problem with that ride is that well i wrote it and i like it personally but it's junky looking it's just like any other six flags park type feel where it doesn't have much theming or music and they have cheap old fans that they use at the top and it's all black with just strobe lights and this little machine that sticks out in the middle not much to do there but dr doom on the other hand or any other ride here has very immersive theming also and soundtrack if you ask me now dr doom is a shot tower or power space shot they call it and it's one of those rides where or drop towers that they shoot you up and then you slowly go down and then that's it. I like it personally. Um, but it is a very short ride though. So if you are afraid of heights, um, it is an easy miss. So, But I would ride it every single time that I go there. And I've done it so far. Now, the last ride in the area, Spider-Man. The best dark ride in the park i gotta tell you it's the story is amazing you the theming of course it's well done um it's very unique no other ride has done it until they added transformers in the universal side but this one so really good i really enjoy it and it's all 
um, basically trying to, um, Spider-Man is trying to stop the, this group of bad guys that are trying to, um, destroy New York and, and then Spider-Man comes up at the top and we are representing as newspaper people where we write in this scoop, they call it. That's the vehicle type. It, well, if you want to look it up, it's, you can find ride videos on YouTube. You'll get the feel of it. But it definitely doesn't feel like you're a much person. It feels much different than watching a video. So that's Marvel's Superhero Island. The next one is Toon Lagoon. Now, this is mainly for water rides. Again, the theming is great. But in both water rides, Popeye and... Um, and Bluto builds rad barges. The rafting water ride is really good. Um, the Dudley Do ride, um, Ripsaw Falls, Log Flume ride is really good. They both get you wet very much. Um, Dudley Do ride gets you very very wet. It's a guarantee. And they, and the, and the ride is really good. The theming is good. Um, the story. I can't understand what the story is. Same thing with Popeye and Bluto's um, bilge ride barges. Although they both are great rides and they're themed so good. I mean, I can't stop talking about the theming. It's what this park is all about. Now, this area, they do have an, a play area. You, call, you have the um, Mischief the Olive which is a playground built around Popeye's ship. And you can see it when you are around the park. And it's a really good. I got to experience it before um, they shut that area down. And, and then, and by the way, they closed all the kids' areas. So that, since it's high touch, you know what I mean? So that's that. Um, but yeah, both of these rides... I can't say enough. They both are incredibly well-themed. Next up, we have Skull Island, which is mainly the only attraction that's by itself. What I consider an island? I would consider it part of Jurassic Parts, which, Park, which I would mention in a second. But this area, Kong, Rain and Kong, the ride... I like it personally. I wouldn't ride it when if it has a long wait. Now, this is one of those rides where I <laughs> I would ride it if it has a short wait. But here's the thing. You want to know why? It has a scary queue. It's so dark. No kid would enjoy it, especially if it's really loud and dark. And then you have this scare actor. And get this. One time when we were, when me and my friends were waiting in line for uh, Skull Island, or excuse me, or yeah, the Rainer Kong, that's the name of it. Um, see, what happened was there's like this little area, like there's this outdoor queue. And once you enter into the indoor portion, there's like this wall of skulls. And then there's like a little hole right there. Once you look in that hole, there's this dude, the scare actor, and he makes that noise, and it scared the crap out of me. I was like, ah! I scream hysterically sometimes when I get, when I get scared. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's insane. But overall, skipping the queue, scary. The ride itself, it's okay. Not the best, of course. Definitely much better than Fast and Furious, which is in the other park also, which I'll mention later on. I gotta tell you, this ride is is pretty good though, with the big Kong animatronic. If you've seen the videos, oh yeah, he's huge, loud in person. The story is pretty good. Um, I like the way they made this into an individual ride. You can also find this in Hollywood, where it's part of the studio tour, but it's just one part of the um, what is it? The uh, the showing of the ride, you know what I mean? Like it has, like in Hollywood, it has one part of it, while Skull Island here is a bit longer. Now moving on over to Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park, by the way, themed after the classic movie, the River Adventure, which is the big shoot ride, the shoot the shoot ride. I gotta tell you. I like the way it gives you like the tour of all the dinosaur animatronics. And then once you enter into this um, chaotic area where you enter into that tall building where it drops you down. That's where it gets a bit scary. And let me tell you. <laughs> that's where things get like a bit crazy. It's when all the dinosaurs you guys know of that go chaotic and we start climbing up and then very chaotic with all these raptors and the big t-rex being exposed and out of their cages destroying Jurassic Park and then the big splashdown towards the end this is the ride that doesn't get you wet too much. It depends on where you're sitting. Now, if you're like on the ends, you'll definitely get soaked. But if you're like towards the middle in the very, very middle, like in the third row or something, there's like five rows of five. Sit in the middle directly, only get a splash of water. But if you're in the front or maybe in the back, oh, trust me, it's a guarantee that you'll get wet. And it's a big gust of water. Now, there's another attraction here called the Duranodon Flyers, which is a roller coaster. The second coaster that we'll mention today. Now, this is the thing. This ride, you need a kid to ride with you. And one kid and one adult must ride this thing. Now, there's no Express Pass, which is... Like a quick queue service where you could bypass the line. Now, this ride, this is the only one that I did not get to experience because I don't have a kid with me. I thought my family was going to get an annual pass to go to Universal one day. But unfortunately, I don't think it'll ever happen and I won't be able to ride this thing. And this is the only ride, literally, that I never got to experience in these two parks. I've done everything else, even the kids' rides, which again, I'll mention later. Now, 
There will be another ride that would add on to that list of two rides that I didn't get to do or experience. And this one is called the Velocicoaster. I cannot wait to ride this thing. It looks so good. It has a top hat and two launches, four inversions, and goes through the lagoon. And thankfully, they put another ride on the lagoon or roller coaster instead of just the Hulk. Because in my opinion, I like to see more than just one coaster. Yes, you can see the flight of the hippogriff a little bit, which is a kid coaster, which we'll mention in a second. Um, right in the distance from where you enter. But mostly you just see the Hulk. But thankfully, they added this black uh, coaster, and it looks beautiful. I'll definitely look forward to riding that. And as a matter of fact, they're literally almost done with it. Now, they've added a lot of theming to it. And the entrance is going to be um, behind the Discovery Center, which is that building you see in the center. Now, the Discovery Center, um, it used to be like a, another uh, kids area or something like that. But it's mainly used for eating inside and, gosh, I can't talk about that one time where I ate there. See, I'll talk about it just a little bit. Long story short, I ordered something for, um, from the from a little restaurant that's there, and we were in, and we are annual pass holders, and so they have this little area where they can send people to sit down in the downstairs. You enter in the upstairs portion, but you enter, but there's also downstairs. Now, once you get down there, it's freaking cold. I gotta tell you. I've waited so long, and the weather doesn't make up for it because it was cold that day. And one heck of an experience, I waited forever for my chicken sandwich, and they took forever for them to bring it down to the table. And we were freezing our heads off, me and my friend. And we were wearing bathing suits, and we were a bit wet. So... Yeah, not a definite experience I would do again. Alright, enough about that. And there's other food experiences that I'll um, enjoy in the future. Now, this is the area where many people are going to enjoy. With me, I do like this area, but I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm no Harry Potter fan. But this world right here, Hogsmeade, is immersive. I like it. I like the area. They have great rides here. And let me tell you, I'll start with the first ride you'll see in the Forbidden, or excuse me, the Hogwarts Castle. And it's called The Forbidden Journey. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Now, here's the thing with this one. I personally like this ride system that they use where they have like this big carriage where it wings you around. It's like you move your arm and it goes back and then it sways you around it nonstop. It's really good. It's basically feeling like you're flying. Now, they have uh, televised um, or projected areas and 
those parts are pretty good. But they have these the physical sets where they show, well, in case if you've written it, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those who don't know, look in the look up look it up on YouTube with low light because you'll definitely see it much better in low light. It's pretty dark. There's this um dragon there. There's those dementors. There's this huge spider that splashes water on your face. Those things scare the heck out of me. Normally with me with spiders, I kill them right away when I see one. But with everything else, those dementors coming right at you and this thing gets you close to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it scared the crap out of me. It's just by thinking about it. But, oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> I would definitely rewrite it, but I'll keep my eyes shut during the ride. Now, the next ride is the Flight of the Hippogriff, which I mentioned earlier. It's a Vekoma kids coaster, or why did I say that? None of you know what Vekoma is. Um, but it's a company that makes roller coasters, one of them. Um, but yeah, this one... Nothing too exciting. It's a it's a junior roller coaster. I but I do like this. Uh, I mean, there's not really like much theming to it, but it's basically um, training you how to fly out in a hippogriff or something. I don't even know what a hippogriff is. I mean, one time I said that, and then um, somebody that I knew some or thought I said hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> One funny moment, but that was that one time, and it was hilarious. But I said hippogriff, so, but it's good, though. I like it. Now, here's another signature attraction, which a lot of people are attracted to. It's called Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Now, let me tell you this. This ride... Multi-launch coaster, record number seven launches, long ride, great story sto- or coaster. I got to tell you, it's one amazing ride. I would rewrite it again and again and again if I have to, if it, if it late or the if the wait times were much shorter. Now, here's the thing with this one. Nothing against it, of course. This ride... It's a great family ride. Many people will enjoy it. So, it has so much in store for it. There's multiple launches, like I mentioned. It goes forwards. There's a spike. It goes backwards. And then it takes you into this indoor section that they have. And that's where they house a drop track. Spoiler alert! Sorry for doing that, but trust me, it's a great feeling. I've done it three times already. And and be aware that there may be pauses during this whole ride. Because there's there's a couple times where we've written it and we waited a little bit for us to like move to the spot where we need to be. You want to know why? They have so many trains. They have so many sections that they can work with. That's why they have so many launches. And that's why if they, um, let's say if there's a train that's um, stuck in the 
block ahead of you, you will stop. That's what happens when you operate 10 whole trains in this coaster. They worked a bunch with it. They paid $300 million to make this thing. With the landscaping, the soundtrack, the theme, the animatronics. It's in... They put a lot of work into this. And it's a great fit for the area. Especially after they removed the coaster called Dragon Challenge. Which you guys may know it's two uh, intertwined uh, inverted roller coasters. Which are the ones that have the track above you. Now that's sad that it's gone. But at least something that's good replacing it. But yeah, I've talked a lot about this area, but it's it's really good though. And then they have the Hogwarts Express that takes you to the other park. I like that. It's really good. And it's very unique. No other park do does it like that. I'll mention more about that in the other video because they have their own station at Universal Studios and then we'll talk more about that. But let's move on to this next area. One I like to call the Lost Continent, which is ancient myths and legends, Greek stuff. Now, this area is mainly used to walk through. They have great food here, looking food, I should say. They have great euros. They have this restaurant that's very expensive that's um, won a couple of awards for for it being one of the best restaurants out there and or theme park it's by in the theme park um insider for six consecutive years and this restaurant's called mythos now which is really which looks really good they have great food and it's a sit-down restaurant like applebee's now, it did used to have attractions here. Now, there's a, there used to be this stunt show that's, that, was, that looked a bit mediocre to me, honestly. They could have done a bit of a better job. I mean, I didn't see um, no one touch it. I looked in the videos, and it was mediocre. But the story of it was pretty good, but... Just the show itself with the um, acting and all that, I'm not crazy about. But I do like. But I did like the technology that they did with it. Now, not much to say more about that. And then there's this um, special effects show called Poseidon's Fury. This show is pretty good. Got to do it one time. Um, it's great for an area that. Um, takes you that gives you a break from being outside in the hot it's air conditioned in here and this is one of those two rides that's currently closed right now still because of COVID-19 and it's probably going to have longer waits if they open it back up because they will have to reduce capacity so that's why it's not open and overall the show is really good but here's the thing it's outdated with the special effects that they use. Like there's this one section where they have a water um, effects that you see in the Nighttime Spectacular. And then 
And then they put a projection on it, and it just looks faded. You don't see much of it. But it does have, give a good story. I like this um, walkway where they sh shoot um, a lot of pressure water, and it wraps around, and you walk through it. You do get wet a little bit. It smells like a bit of chlorine, but it's pretty good um, aspect right there. And then finally, the last area, Seuss Landing, which is next to the Port of Entry, which is the other option if you want to go the other way around. Now, this is the kids' area, and it has four attractions. There's this uh, trolley ride that takes you over the area, and it's pretty cool. It has two tracks. Um, and then there's they have their own... Um, spinning ride that takes you up and down like an airplane for example it's called one fish two fish red fish blue fish and that ride can get you wet because it has a special song with it which is honestly pretty annoying very catchy though but i would not want to hear it again but trust me it is a good ride and will get you wet now they have their own unique carousel. It's called a carousel, and it has um, animals that you see in Dr. Seuss books. That's pretty good. And then they have their own dark ride, and it's called Ken the Hat. Now, it's, it, is, it is pretty much a signature attraction, but it's not as popular like all the other attractions you see throughout the park. And here's the thing with this one. It's, it, it does tell the story of the book, which is good about it, and it does spin you around a little bit, but here's the issue. Outdated. Animatronics. I wish they could, like, update it or something. Give it maintenance. They could do much better with this ride. Not saying I don't like it, but it is pretty good, though. But not many people are willing to ride it. But uh, overall, again, it's good with the theming, but it's just with the animatronics that they have in there. It's just so um, junky. And matter of fact, I should have mentioned about the animatronics to Dudley Do-Right. It's showing some exposed moments where you see some animatronics with gear showing up in their back. Not acceptable in my opinion. Don't want to see that. I know how they work. They give you nightmares sometimes like Five Nights at Freddy's. Gosh, that scares the heck out of me. But anyways, but with, 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 with these, not too good. But these two rides... Everything else, from what I've witnessed, high-tech, high-quality. Now, there's this one restaurant where I want to eat. It's called Green Eggs and Ham Cafe. They have this who-hash uh, meal that has tater tots in it with stuff on top. That's what they pretty much sell. And I don't remember what it has in it, but it looks pretty good. And I'll definitely want to try that eventually whenever that cafe opens and then there's this um spot in 
the lost continent where I want to eat the gyros that they have there. And Greek food. It's pretty good. I like Greek food. And another food item that I enjoy is the one and only butterbeer. You guys know about butterbeer. For all Harry Potter fans. I gotta tell you, I agree. The butterbeer is delish. I only tried the um, cold one. Or the carbonated one. I didn't do the frozen or the hot one just yet. But I'll be sure to do that next time that I go to uh, Universal. Which, by the way, will be... Well, today is a Tuesday. On... What's today's day? The 16th. Which is the day before my birthday. And... It'll be a great birthday present, don't you think? And I'll be 20 this year. So, it's a great feeling. Now, to sum it up with this park, it's just so amazing. Out of the two parks, I would spend more of my time here. And in my opinion, the rides here are so much better than Universal. Now, now again, I did mention... Uh, earlier today that I was going to talk about sports and movies. Today is specifically going to be about Universal. So let me tell you what. After this break, we will talk about the other park, just to make things fair. And again, there's a lot to do in this park. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, Seuss Landing also has their own kid area, which is also closed. I would like to explore that one day. And I have an annual pass that will last all the way until the end of this year, which is crazy. Now, talking about one half, we'll talk about the other after this break. And you got I got to tell you, you got to come to Islands of Adventure. It's incredible. All the rides here are amazing. Well, most of them. But until then, we will be right back. And with this musical short break, we shall return.
What is up, everybody, and welcome back to One Hour with Sati. Now, this recently, in case if you missed it, we talked about Islands of Adventure not too long ago, and you, the song that you heard is actually the Islands of Adventure soundtrack, and you'll definitely hear that when you enter to the park, which is very, very immersive, and it brings you a good feeling when you enter into the park. So... This moment, right now, we are talking about the uh, park next door. It's called Universal Studios, the original of the two parks that started this whole thing, this whole resort. Now, here's the thing. This park is themed to writing the movies. So basically, the attractions that I'm going to be listing, I'm going to be going from the front to the back. And overall, this park is really good. But not as good as Islands of Adventure, in my opinion. You want to know why? Well, first of all, the rides, which I'll mention in a second, are not as, I should say, good. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the park here. I do enjoy the rides here. Some rides are better than others. Some are terrible. And some are better. And you know, so what? So, when we going through each park area... And I personally think this whole uh, Universal Park is one area because every single ride you're um, riding is basically riding on TV or movies. You're riding, you get to ride those things and be a part of it. So let's start when we enter to the park. Now, as you notice, it is kind of in a circle, but it's not as... um, and it does have its own lagoon, like how Univers- or how Islands of Adventure does it, but it's more to the side. So, and everything, when you enter to the park, everything almost is on the right side of the park. Which makes it, like, further wide that way, and it's big. It's a big oval. While Islands of Adventure is a big circle. So, although there are multiple pathways you can do before you actually enter into... The whole lagoon area towards the back of the park. Now we're going to start in this area called Production Central. Which is basically um, has a lot of like studio buildings you see that you when you first enter to the area. So the first ride, two rides you'll see are this big one Minion Mayhem. This big one me Minion Mayhem. And then there's Shrek 4D. Let's start with this big one me first. Now, a lot of people don't like this ride because it doesn't give much of a good story. Overall, in my opinion, I personally like it. It's not my favorite. I would not do it if it has a long wait. But, and it's been a long time since I've done it. And I've only done it twice in my life. But, overall, it's, I liked it. It's just good. And they used to have it 3D and now it's 2D. So, in case if you missed it bummer but um nothing too special about that but it is good for kids though your kids will definitely enjoy it now going across the street which is right next to it there's shrek 4d now recently i've done it i would consider 4d theaters rides because it has moving chairs and it has effects although it is a show but it has a wait time, so it runs continuously on and on and on and on and on. 
And it doesn't have certain show times, like how some shows at Universal, like how they do it. And so, overall, it's it's okay. It's definitely outdated, though. They should definitely do a refurb on that. But, um, but I personally like it also. But that's one of those things that I would not do every single time I go there. Now, the next ride you will witness is the first coaster you'll see in the park. Now, it's very iconic. Both this ride and the Hulk are both similar as they are both like standout attractions. The ones that you basically see first. So, even though it's not the first ride you see when you enter the park, but it is outside of the park. You get what I'm saying? So, like you get to see it from outside. So, and this ride is the only ride that's not themed to a movie, and that is called the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. And it's a roller coaster that's themed to music. You get to um, listen to whatever song you want. They have this little uh, touchscreen pad right in front of you, and you get to pick whichever song you want from different genres. And you only have a certain time to do it, or they'll pick it for you. And overall, this ride is really good. I'm Not everybody likes it because it's too jerky. I don't mind the jerkiness. But, you know, it's not my favorite overall. I person- I do like it. I really enjoy roller coasters, and that's one of my favorites. And it's pretty unique looking. No, o- no other ride is like that. And overall, it's just good. I really like it. Ten- or what, 12 years old? That's pretty old, but it definitely needs a repaint. Now, Transformers, the ride. That is a very similar ride to Spider-Man. In case if you missed it, I talked about Spider-Man before. It's in the segment with Islands of Adventure, but with this one... It's the universal uh, version. Now, this one right here, Transformers the Ride, They, the building itself looks very small. I mean, you could tell by looking at the outside with it looking like a nest base, they call it. And it's, of course, themed to Transformers movies. And overall, fun fact, the ride is two floors. So there's certain areas where they use elevators to lift you up without you knowing. So it makes it look like a long ride, but it's a small building. But it is pretty tall, though, so that's what makes you think. So it's they put a lot of work into it, and they've done a really good job with it. Now, in my opinion, it's very rough. It's very jerky at certain moments, like... For example, if you see uh, Megatron holding on to your car that you're in, or Evac, that's his name, the Transformer that's themed to the ride, it will shake you back and forth. Although I do like the effects, the physical and the screen effects, that's what makes it a really good ride, and it's really good. And would I do it again? If it has a not too long of a wait time. I mean... Um, this is like one of those rides I'm fine with skipping. I really enjoy it though, and overall, it's a good, it's just great ride. And you find it when you um, 
like enter towards the um, go to the towards the lagoon and it'll be on the right the if you're going from the right side you turn left like on the towards the lagoon and the entrance is on that diagonal side over there now we're going to move on to New York oh wow we time traveled no we did not um we uh we went to New York and you will see a couple of attractions there. Revenge of the Mummy. Now, I gotta tell you. This, my friends, is the best ride in the park. In my opinion. Revenge of the Mummy. You gotta love the dark ride aspect. You gotta love the launch that gets you inside a mummy's mouth. Spoiler alert! And... It launches you 40 miles per hour, and it takes you through the coaster, and it's very smooth. And you go to a sudden stop thinking that the ride's over, and then, boom, trick ya. They launch you again, and then do more couple elements, and that's it. It's a great ride. It's not too fast, but it does pack a bunch. Would I do it again every time? Heck yeah! I would do The Mummy every single time. And a lot of people, a lot of people consider this to be their favorite rides and the best indoor coaster. And it's really good. Because it's smooth. It has the backward section a little bit. And I like the way it turns you around. And then The Mummy is basically like threatening you that they'll take your souls. And then... You ascend upwards and you go to that launch, which I really like. Now, overall, it's a great ride. Definitely, if you if you know somebody that doesn't know much about the Revenge of the Mummy, you can tell them that it's a dark ride and then trick him or her thinking it's just a dark ride when you tell them it's a coaster. No chance of going off. You should definitely try that out. Now, the next ride we're going to talk about real quickly, The Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. What do I think? I like Jimmy Fallon. Personally, he's like my favorite nighttime or nighttime show or whatever host. I mean, he's not as bad of a liberal as Jimmy Kimmel, which I hate. I mean, no offense, Jimmy. I mean, it's just that... You complain too much about politics, so... I mean, you might be happy that it's over anyway, right? <laughs> Anyways, enough about that. About nothing... Ah! I can't even talk! Enough about him. Focusing on Jimmy Fallon. Overall, it's a good ride. Nothing too special about it. You're basically inside this moving theater. Now... Would I do it every single time? If it has like a normal weight. I would not do it if it's a virtual line. And it's tough to get in there. Because. And I don't know honestly why. This ride has a virtual line. Out of all the rides. I don't think it's much too popular. I I don't go there all the time. I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just. Don't ride it so much because. It's hard to, like, 
get into it unless if you have an express pass or something. I don't know. But but I do like it though. It's a good ride. Better than Twister? No. Definitely not. I wish I could experience Twister, but I was too young and I wasn't into rides back then until now. So this is what I get. Anyways, moving on to San Francisco. Now, this is where it gets very mediocre. Let me tell you, Fast and Furious Supercharged. This is the ride that is so much better when you do the studio tour in Hollywood, which is their own Universal Studios park over there. Over here, they put it as one attraction and they did the similar thing with Kong, which they've done a better job with. But with this one, it's very mediocre. I gotta tell you, it's the worst ride in the resort. Out of the two parks. You wanna know why? They don't put too much into it. They put it on this one huge building. They could have put a roller coaster in there. For so much space like that. It's so bad. I encourage you, do this ride with a low wait time, like less than 15 or 20 minutes. Anything above, definitely not worth it. You would not want to wait 90 minutes for this. And I gotta tell you, even though the ride itself, for the good, well, if it's meant to be a short ride, then it's good. It's definitely much better for the studio tour. But by itself, too much crap. Not much to say. And they replace... And this replaced a really good ride, which is a disaster. Which is disaster, which is actually the name. It's an earthquake kind of attraction. You definitely want to look that up. And then they just... This, they, um replaced this with this kind of disastrous ride. Pun intended! Ha <laughs> Anyways, enough about that crap. Um, we're gonna go to wizard, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But this time, Diagon Alley, or London. Now, it's the second half of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And like I've mentioned before, I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. Although I do like the rides that are implemented there. Now, Harry Potter and Escape from Gringotts. I, I personally call it Gringotts. Let's go ride Gringotts. Well, it is a roller coaster. It does have thrilling elements. I feel like it's more like a dark ride or something. And it does launch you too. It doesn't go too fast. But would I consider it a roller coaster? Yeah. Because it has tur- twists and turns. It's more kind of like a wild mouse. But I like the way they put it into like a dark ride kind of thing. Now, it does have wizardry in it. Keep that in mind. And it basically tells a good story on you um, escaping Gringotts. The bank. Where you're in this minecart, which looks really good, cool, actually. And... You know, it's has so much surprises in there. A lot of surprises. And it's really good. 
And I would do it every time if I could, if it has a short wait. So, that's that. And next up, Hogwarts Express. Now, I've mentioned it in the previous segment with Islands of Adventure. They have their own station. This one is King's Cross. The other one is the Hogsmeade Station. Now, again, this is a really good train ride. It's so unique. You don't see it from uh, the outside, but it's meant to be like hidden or something. And uh, overall, I got to tell you, it's it's one great um, ride that you should definitely experience if you have a park-to-park admission ticket. Now, if I had to pick... Now, keep in mind, when you... Um, Go inside, like, the King's Cross station. You'll get one experience from I or U, USF to IOA. But it's a completely different experience if you do IOA to USF. So keep that in mind. And which way do I like better? From Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade. It's my opinion. You should definitely check it out yourself. Overall, it's a great, it's a great attraction. You should definitely, it, it is worth a ride, definitely. Now, moving on to World Expo, which apparently doesn't have much theming at all, but it does have one fantastic ride there, and it's called the one, the only Men in Black Alien Attack. Now, this is a shooting ride. Where it spins you like crazy. Now, it's with the scores. I suck at it. And the only way for you to get a higher score is that if you hit the eyes of the... That there are very, very small. Now, if you get the ones that are big, you won't get as much. So keep that in mind. Now, when you do this attraction... Try to aim for the small ones. I tried to do that, but I still suck. I can't even score, what, 70 or not even 100,000 points. There's people that score like above 400,000 or something. That's incredible. They're pros at it because they go there so often, right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a similar ride system like uh, Cat in the Hat from... The island side. I mean, there's so much similarities in these two parks. But moving on. Going on to Springfield. Simpsons. Better than Back to the Future? Heck no. But even though I'm not crazy with the show itself. But the ride is pretty good. But um, but yeah, it's just a crazy ride. And I like that... Um, and I would copy some stuff that they say, it's best lines throughout the movie, or that whole thing. And, you know, it's just, it's just good. It's just good. Not the best, um, but I like it. It doesn't get me motion sickness at all. Kay and Kodos, Torum, Hurl, and That's It Kids, spinning ride like one fish, two fish. Um, where you have the control to go up and down, but you're on dry ground. So, it does have um, interactive aspects of it with, um, what is it, the, uh, like, they have, like, these tentacles that uh, 
stick out every side you like um I don't know it's like hard to explain it's like you have those tentacles right and then they have different characters every time you hit the character that in the same level they're all in different levels by the way but if you hit them then they'll say like their famous catchphrase phrase or whatever or saying something to you or whatever I don't know it's it's a, it's just an okay spinning ride. I've only done it one time. But would I do it again? Once in the blue moon. This is one of those rides I would skip every time. But it is a good addition though because they opened it in 2013. So they needed another kid ride. Now, this is the last area that should be mentioned for the greatest. Now, here's the thing to point out. With this area, it needs to be redone. Now, they have two rides here. I'm going to mention those first. There's um, Woody Woodpecker's Nuthow Coaster. Overall, it's basically like the Spartan Stormer at Magic Kingdom, except it's cheaper looking. It does have good theming to it, but it's so hidden... Not many people get to experience it. I've done it twice already. At least I got to experience it. And I've gotten to all the attractions except one. And that's the Pteranodon Fires at Anvil Adventure. But with this one. Only go on it if it's a five minute wait. Because nobody goes back in there. There used to be uh, kids areas that that were opened. And there's like this, um, a ball area uh, for, that's themed to Cur- Curious George. And then there's a playground with a long water slide, 200 feet long. And, and then they used to have Barney show there. Now, the last ride I want to mention is a classic. This is the only one that's left. E.T. Adventure. They need to stay. That ride needs to stay here. It's a classic. That's the only opening day attraction. The park opened in 1990. And it's still here. And wow. That's 30 years old. 2020? Just became 30. And this ride's still good. I mean, I gotta tell you, a lot of people are amazed of this movie. With me, I personally like it. It creeped me out the first time I watched it. No offense to all the movie lovers. But it's strictly my opinion by FYI. But oh, it is a classic. I would definitely agree. Um... And you know it's just it's just great. I really enjoy it. I would I would definitely do it again. But these last couple times we wanted to do it, but unfortunately it had a long wait. So do keep in mind that the ride smells like chlorine. Like there's this one little area where you enter into the planet of ET, and then there's water that's shooting. It smelled like chlorine. So keep that in mind. Now. Oh yeah, I forgot this area. 
there's this area called uh, Hollywood. There's no riots here. There's a couple of shows. There's the horror makeup show. We we just saw that recently. It was pretty interesting. I mean, it's all about the monsters that were created and all that. And then there's the fake blood and some scary moments. And then there's like this uh, animatronic looking thing that became real. And then it attacked the lab assistant. And uh, luckily he came out alive. But uh, it was weird. But... Overall, it's great. And then there's the Jason Bourne uh, show, which honestly is my favorite out of all the shows that I've seen so far. Um, the Bourne Spectacular. It's really good. I gotta tell you, you should definitely experience it when you can. Now, this is a show, people. And it doesn't have a wait time. It has show times. So do keep that in mind. Now, and what's special about this is that I don't want to spoil anything, honestly. I mean, you should, or if you want to look it up, you can. But I think I would rather have you guys see it. I've spoiled too much already about some of these rides. But anyways... That's pretty much all the attractions that they have. And also there's the cinematic spectacular that shows um, not so often. But I would definitely want to see that eventually. And and yeah. And then things about these areas is that some areas are much better themed than others. Like there's um, New York. That's pretty good. San Francisco's not too bad. Harry Potter's really good. Springfield is not so good or excuse me not so bad um hollywood's good woody woodpecker's kid zone it's good theming but definitely needs an upgrade to like um something else like pokemon for example and then there's world of expo world expo i don't think it's going to be touched but it should definitely um receive a much needed theming and, um, and yeah, so that's it. So that's all what you would expect at Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure that I've mentioned earlier. And in the case, if you missed it, you can go check that out. Um, it's part of this uh, episode. And if you can, you can uh, rewind this. Um, but yeah, overall, these two parks are incredible. They're like my top two. I would definitely go to both of them. Not ride every single ride though, but eventually when I go to back to this these two, and I have a pass by the way. I'm a seasonal pass holder. And um I would definitely go back um and try to do every single ride in one day for both parks. I've seen people do it successfully. And it does does look nerve-wracking. So, that's that. So, thank you guys for watching or listening to this uh, podcast. And I do um, appreciate y'all deeply for showing your interest of learning more on what to expect for these two parks. And you may notice that I've talked more about uh, Islands of Adventure more than Universal because it's so much better. 
So check out all of the YouTube videos that were posted to see what the rides are like. Now, if you want to see it yourself, you can look it up yourself. But, but yeah, that's it. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see y'all next week talking about another theme park, which will be mentioned later. So until then, guys, we will see y'all next week. Good night.